0: my freeform renegades you are tuned into the freeform network thanks for joining us for another fun episode of freeform radio I'm your host Noel with my co-host Daniel
1: yes sir man here in this podcast finally cooled off man today in the morning in the 70s it was sweet man went to church it was nice man not like these uh 80s and 90s we were hitting so definitely
0: a, a pleasant change most certainly and we got Andy here as well.
2: It's all good, Andy. Recovering from a summer cold or something. Kicked my ass about a week and a half ago. I'm I'm up. I'm pretty good now. Just uh, a little bit of congestion here and there. But yeah, it was just it's like lingering. It doesn't want to go away. And nothing's worse than a summer fucking cold.
0: I agree with that, man. But uh, thankfully, weather has gotten a little better. It's a nice day here in Chicago. Wherever you listeners are, we hope you're feeling cool and relaxed. And we're going to get uh, started with this. Let's go over to Daniel. And uh, so, Daniel, it looks like you went back to school shopping for uh, junior.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, junior school is finally going to start in a few weeks. And um, what's weird about this year is for the actual supplies, as far as pencils, papers, and whatnot, um, it says we have to wait until the teachers give him some kind of sheet. Now, he just is going to start high school, so I don't know if it's like – just bring whatever and we'll make it work kind of thing or if it's like this massive list because i'm used to all his other grades they give him a list that he needs you know 20 number two pencils five erasers blah 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 and that's just a list of stuff you got to bring but
2: um, I don't... real quick i did bring this up to my wife dan who's who's a teacher she said for high school it's exactly what you said uh, once you're in the, depending on your class, they'll let you know what you need, because each teacher, depending on the uh, the class, like math, or you might need that uh, calculator, protractor, or something or something, protractor, right. protractor, triangle, whatever, or they might require you to use a special pen for English, or, and they'll let you know, they, uh, but there's not, like, a massive list, like, get this regardless, but, you know.
1: Right, I, I kind of figured so, just because... I know in the other grades that he was in, it was kind of like a communist shit where they put like this community pile of stuff where like bring in <laughs> five packs of paper and we're going to throw it in this huge stack and it's everybody's paper. And I never liked that. I, I never liked that because I always bought junior some good pencils and pens and some good shit, man. I didn't buy on that generic stuff. I got him the you know, the Superman ones or the Spider-Mans or the whatever thing he's into. And then just to hear that, just throw them into some huge pile. I don't you know. I don't want some other kid taking my good pencils. But anyways, I, I, I kind of think it's probably like you mentioned. Um, they're, they're probably going to be a little more lax, like, all right, bring what you typically use. Uh, all you need is X, Y, Z, and, and you're good. So, yeah, the, the other things that we started is um, his uh, gear. Uh, his book bag last year we bought him um, a good one that swiss uh, backpack company what's the name of it swiss uh
2: swiss tech yeah
1: yeah. is that the one with the cross it has like a red cross Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. we bought him one of those which was kind of expensive but um i know they're good backpacks and they last a long time so uh it's still in really good condition so he's going to use that again this year but um, he did need new shoes because, man, this kid is growing. He's, like, stretching big time. And um, his shoe size got bigger as well. So we had to go out shopping for new shoes. And we went yesterday to that. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to it, the Prairie Outlet place uh, right in the border, Wisconsin, Illinois. Pleasant and, Prairie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, dude, I don't know what. Recession people are talking about or what high interest rate (laughs) people are talking about because it was packed man It was just like people Elbowing each other for J's and everything man. It was just it was nutso's man Uh, But yeah, we went into a few stores Uh, Junior ended up settling in the Nike store and picked out uh, his, his second pair of Jordans, which. God uh, damn,
2: Danny. How many Jordans do you want in your life?
1: Uh, zero, man. <laughs> I have had zero pair of Nike, uh, Jordans in my life. Um, and while we were waiting in line, I'm, I'm letting Junior know this fact. And he's just like, well, why don't you buy some, Danny? And I'm like, dude, I'm not spending 120 bucks on a pair of shoes. And then I, I'm not sure if even the 120 that I was seeing was because of his size, because he is um, like a seven, eight. He's like on that border of uh, outgrowing the kid sizes and he's moving into the men's. Um, and I don't know if my shoe, like if you know, I, I usually wear like an 11, would my price be even more? I don't know. But yeah, I, I think I'm past that. I don't really need Jordans. Uh, I don't really like uh, thrive. For, I don't need them. So uh, it doesn't call to me.
2: I see your dad just shaking his head when he said that price like 120. Like, just go to Payless and put these on and run, see how they feel. Let's get out of here. Ten bucks.
1: Yeah, well, well, that's what I did kind of tell them that, that my dad would never take me uh, shoe shopping. He would basically buy them and, and kind of give them to me and be like, here are your, your shoes for the year. <laughs> and, and that's what I had. And it wasn't until I got older that he did start taking me, but it was definitely not, here's the entire wall, which one do you want kind of thing. It was like, here are the three that I'll, I'll buy you. Pick the one you want, and that's that's the one you would have. But, yeah, man, we, we ended up getting the shoes. They Actually, the outlet store, the pricing wasn't too bad. And then they had a deal where if you signed up to the Nike app, they gave you 30% off. So we ended up coming out where the shoes weren't that bad. Um, and now he's got his shoes for um, for Jim.
2: Which ones did he get with Jordans? Um, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I look at them once in a while. And, you know, I got to be like a really... <clears throat> nice shoe for me to even get one and like i got a price point in my head but what number or what are they like even high tops or what which ones did he get
1: yeah they're either mid or high tops i don't I don't know what or the edges for that but um they're called auras or aquas or something like that um i, I i'm not a, a jordan um kind of, of of jordan's shoes so i'm not really sure all the the funky names all i know is that the the flying man is on there and um and it's got jordan's name at the bottom so uh, they're jordan's but they, they look nice oh
2: the aquatones
1: they're aquas uh they're like it's like a red trim and the rest of it is black it, it's actually a pretty sharp shoe when I, when I when we first walked in there was like two of them that really caught my eye and surprisingly, those are the two that really Junior wanted. And um, I think the base price was like 120 if I remember right. Uh, and then after the discounts, we got them for like 80 something So uh, not, not bad. Uh, and he's got his shoes. So he had Jordans last year. That was his first year with Jordans. And I think he really enjoyed them. Uh, probably because he got to show them off with his friends or got to hang out with the Jordan Club, whoever else has Jordans at school. But um, yeah, next is clothes shopping, which uh, for that, he's not too picky, so it shouldn't be too bad. He, he usually just likes plain clothes, like plain blue shirts, red shirts, you know, green shirts and stuff like that, black shirts. Uh, and not too many things with logos or insignias or like these crazy graphic tees or anything like that Those Ed Hardy shirts. That's uh, definitely <laughs> no for juniors. So It's like,
2: <laughs> he's, yeah, Dad, I want an Ed Hardy shirt with the skull
1: Yeah, I no, no, he wants a plain shirt. No, no big graphics on it So
2: let me ask is then he's going to uh, high school, right? So
1: right, freshman. is he
2: asking for like colognes or anything like that yet?
1: You know, um, his uh, grandma works for Mary Kay uh-huh. So She's always giving him colognes, and the few that we've given him, like um, when he was really big into John Cena, John Cena came out with a cologne. Uh, <laughs> so, so so we so we bought him that one, and you know since he doesn't really put it on too much, he still got a lot of those. But he is definitely being more mindful. You could tell that the his brain is evolving to to uh, what other people think because he is more hygiene conscious and. Uh, shaving, cleaning, and making sure that he, he looks right. So uh, he's definitely moving from that kid to teenager uh, really quick, and he's becoming a little man right away. So should be fun. Uh, probably finish up school shopping next week, um, and then uh, we'll wait until orientation or first day to find out what other stuff you may need.
2: Hey man, I got uh, graphing calculators for so if you're interested, let me know, man.
1: Nice, nice man. I'll get that uh Even though that, one is
2: pink though,
1: okay? I get that free form radio discount? Yes. I'll hook yes. It up. the pink nice. one, yeah. i hook it. Up. <laughs> okay. The black one uh, price But jumping into something else, man. I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but they had a documentary, I think it's like 3 or 4 episodes, uh American Gladiator on Netflix. Really cool documentary goes into how American Gladiators was created. Goes into a lot of uh, a lot of the people came back to do interviews as far as the main core, maybe like the first twelve gladiators before at the very end when they just started bringing in anybody, you know, phonics, and they just bring in some guy that was muscular and it's just like who is this guy? Now they brought in like the the legit like first dozen legit uh, gladiators and it was actually a pretty good docu- pretty good documentary they went into a lot of the back history even the parts with um, like steroids drugs alcohol um, uh, about the the sexual tension between the gladiators and even the contestants and there, there was, it was a really good documentary that brought a lot of nostalgia back to me because watching that when i was a kid i was kind of enamored with it just because it had hot girls, and it had come back to sports because I was wa- I was a wrestling watcher back at that time. So, it was it was really cool. Do you, uh, you used to watch it, Andy, or did you even like? Yeah, that I show?
2: watched it. I, I mean, as a kid, lo- late '80s, early '90s, I remember seeing it on uh, locally, like Channel 60 or something, on the weekends. Um, and then even when they did the reboot uh, about a decade ago, I watched some of that. Now, did you know there was two documentaries made at the same time, the Netflix one? And I think ESPN did one.
1: Really? OK. <clears throat> yeah,
2: 30 for 31. And uh, I forgot which one the owner worked with. I don't know if it was a Netflix one or the ESPN, but I know there was two at the same time being filmed.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I guess if I had to take a guess, this one is probably not the TV show version just because they do talk a lot about drugs, steroids, yeah. and, and kind of them getting into fights and how this attitude got in, in clash with this attitude. And and there was, there was a lot of that. So I'd be surprised if the network was behind this and kind of pushing this official yeah. history documentary thing.
2: Like I remember, I know on YouTube they have a live channel where they show the original shows. And during the um like last year i found out about i watched a couple of them but i do remember like it was hard hitting and shit like that and people would get messed up and then on top of it the uh, the one where they shoot you with the tennis balls like right. i used to love that thing <laughs> and uh it was just like crazy back in the day
0: did you ever watch it all? So when it came out, I think I was a little too young to watch it, or to really like remember it that well. At least I I do vaguely remember probably watching it with you in Seoul or something, just a couple of times here and there. As an adult, I I didn't watch the documentary or anything, but I did see a couple of clips, a couple of like um, trivia things. Like for example, one of the guys I forgot what his name was, um, but he was in uh, the movie Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He played Mataro.
1: Right, right. Yeah, That I think that's actually the um, uh, Malibu, and that's the guy that quit because he got a concussion, and he, he quit, and all the other gladiators were kind of busting his balls about, and this guy's weak, and this and that. They, they're, they really get into it in this Netflix documentary. So Dang. really cool if you guys are interested in something like that. Um, it, but it was one of the better netflix recent documentaries and i say they got a couple of other new ones so those are the kind that i like man especially uh, stuff that i recall when i was younger those always get like a nostalgia pop for me um and then just real quick just to wrap up this movie man, because i've had it on my talking thing for a while but i haven't talked about it the capone movie that came out in 2022 i don't know if you guys ever watched this but it is um it's got uh hardy The guy who was Bane. What the hell is his first name? Tom Tom Hardy. Hardy.
0: Tom Hardy,
1: Tom Hardy. yeah. He plays Capone. And I've never seen Capone in this angle that they played in this movie. But it shows a lot uh, of how he came up. And then it also shows a lot of the very end when he ended up um, getting sick. And then he actually started like, you know, like shitting himself and kind of losing it. And and kind of his, his, like his like his head started going away where he he could, he started losing sense of reality. And I was just like, what are, are these guys? Is this like a parody thing? And I started Googling it and sure enough, he man, syphilis. he, yeah, he had syphilis and it caused his brain to start, you know, like uh, having issues with memory and talking and, and whatnot. And then he started um, losing the the ability to control his bodily functions. And stuff like that, man. It was really nuts. I I never saw Capone in that angle. Just because he seemed like, you know, this little guy, but he had like this big gusto and this, you know, big presence that I never saw him in that angle. So it was a really unique angle to see to see him uh or at least vulnerable in that way. And I don't know how much of it was uh, you know, more drama and stuff like that, and it wasn't true to life, but Definitely a, a, a different angle that I had never seen for the Capone movie. So very interesting. So anybody wants to see some uh, a different side of a Capone instead of just a Valentine massacre and the typical stuff that they show Capone. Really, really cool. Uh, well, not great movie, but it was a good movie. And what was most unique was this different angle. Uh, did you see it, Andy, or did you even know about no, this? No,
2: I, I heard about it... Um yeah, I think it didn't get that great reviews. So, right. and then uh, the other thing, like growing up in, in Chicago, you know, in Chicago land, and me and you, like maybe Noel saw some of it when we were growing up. Like there was all this Capone stuff around Chicago, right? right. Like Restaurants and tours, mm-hmm. and like It's slowly, like just all that went away, and it's not as big as it used to be. I don't know. They're trying to get away from that that image with all the stuff that's going on in the city right now and uh yeah and then lately yeah they you know they did the uh capone was like big in the uh, boardwalk empire right and then right. uh this movie and then the untouchables back in the day with elliot you know with uh, kevin costner and de niro so it, i think uh and boardwalk empire kind of reminded people like how he was or what he did back in the day but like i feel like the last decade like the, the restaurants closed on i don't know if they still have the tours and like that era of chicago like i think people they want to forget about it because it was a big part of the city i mean as a kid you saw sure. like merchandise and all this stuff everywhere you went capone and cigars and and like ashtrays and and like shot like you don't see none of that stuff no more
1: yeah, for sure. And, and actually, after watching the movie, I also went onto YouTube to see if they had any documentaries. Uh, There's a lot of it that yeah. is connected to like Minerals Park. Yeah, even uh, Franklin Park was mentioned. Uh-huh. So, so he was out here in the suburbs too. So, it was it was kind of nuts to see some of that old film footage of some of the neighborhoods that I was familiar
0: with. So, really cool. Have you heard about this movie <clears> at <throat> all? I've I've heard about it. I haven't watched it yet. Um, But, you know, I've heard good things. Uh, Tom Hardy is a pretty decent actor. So, yeah, I haven't really watched it, though. But, yeah, man, uh, interesting watch, something different. um,
1: uh, Definitely worth a watch if you're interested in a different aspect, uh, especially if you're in the Midwest here. I'm sure everybody's heard of Al Capone. But, Andy, uh, jumping on to you, man, uh, how's the house hunting going? I know it's on your, your hit list, something to try to do this year uh how how's it go
2: well you know how it is that when you did your uh recent uh you know house hunting me and the wife you know we got the kid now he's uh 13 months um and uh, we're gonna try maybe have another one we'll see how that goes but we we need a bigger house we're not in a rush but we do have some criteria of like what we're looking for and you know schooling locations school school and um price and the two areas that we kind of came upon of uh, it's the suburbs outgrow Grove Village in Schomburg and wow man it's uh when I've purchased houses in the past I've purchased homes uh twice and I've never the experience I went through was nothing like how this market is right now. Um, I am shocked uh, with the higher interest rate, uh, with inflation and everything, how fast uh, these houses are going for in the locations that we're looking at. And it's been kind of, we're, we're kind of taken aback by how quickly all this this happens and uh i don't know i mean we're no rush but it is uh it's been surprising to say the least because we went to look at two two houses that were really liked and met our criteria the price point was where we needed to be and they sold we went to see them on a saturday and by monday they were sold and they weren't even they were sold for more than list price and i was like wow and um and we tell the realtor like, uh, I don't want to get into a bidding war. She's like, then just put in your best price, because this is gonna get multiple offers on both properties that we saw. And wow. Yeah. So,
1: so if they're like asking for two hundred, people are dropping like two forty on it. Yes. Wow. No. Nice, so the man.
2: house, the first house we went to see, um, it was three thirty, and it was a little bit smaller. I wasn't like me and the missus were like yeah i need some update it's the price and she goes oh it's gonna get multiple offers so put your best price if you're interested like i can't even low bomb or anything she goes no and there was a ton of people there i mean i think uh i think it sold for like 350 and they were asking for 330 and then uh, the other one we saw was 350 it was moving ready it was a little bit bigger she told us uh yeah if you put an offer in uh i don't see don't pay more than 360 and i'm like 360 we gotta pay more and she goes yeah and she goes yeah they just uh after we left i kind of liked it but i'm like i felt like i was gonna we were overpaying at 350 and she goes oh by the way if you're interested i need to put an offer in by like uh sunday afternoon or something and then uh by monday yeah some they already took a best offer like it's probably like ten thousand dollars more and i was just like "Shit, man and i told my wife look we're in no rush but like where we're looking at that's just the way it is you know location 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 and i right. know we, mean you talked about it with your house not that they were pressuring you or anything but they're like oh yeah you know put in your best offer like put more than what you think it is or whatever and i'm just like yeah i'm not gonna fucking, do it. i'm not gonna get into a bidding war for this like i have a price point in my head and it, it's not that or i'm like i'm not gonna
1: do it you know right when when i was looking at houses by like the lake in the hills area right that's the the suburb yeah. up there in the north mm-hmm. yeah so i was looking up there and two houses that i saw up there that's how the real estate agent was that was showing it off because there were like open houses or whatever. And the lady would be flat out. She was like, I got two bids. If you're planning to try to haggle with this person, forget about it. (laughs) I was like, I'm just being upfront, so not waste your time. You got to enter the the offer or more. Otherwise, it's not even going to be considered. And some of these were nice houses, but I was just like – I'm not gonna first of all I was a little over what I was looking to pay so to begin with I'm like the only way we would even take this house is if we were to able to haggle the price lower so since that wasn't an option I was just like well forget it let's let's get out of here but yeah even with this house uh the market was kind of hot at the time and they told us the same thing the real estate is like I suggest you put his offer or more uh he's like yeah put in another 10 percent or 20 or and my uh, you know, my wife really wanted to do it because she liked the house. But I was just like, no way. I'm going to lowball them 10%. And, she, and she, everybody was really afraid we were going to lose it. But luckily, uh, um, the guy bit because he was in the middle of trying to buy another house. So he was looking to, off, you know, unload it as quickly as possible. So it ended up working out for us. But, yeah, I, I, I know the feeling, Andy, of kind of having a price in your head and then, Kind of having to go over that to get something I well, yeah. really like
2: So we can see After like some of that We've been looking for like just looky-loos We haven't really seen anything On um, On the app And you could see when it's contingent and Then if you look If you save it like a month later After closing a month and a half You could see what it's sold for And it's always more than the fucking listing It's always more for the areas We're looking at and I'm like fuck and um we went to look at two like i said it it was like like i liked it i just like i feel like i'm overpaying even at the price they're asking for and then um she's like they're gonna get you know basically saying they're gonna get multiple offers it's like if you want this house you shouldn't pay more than this price which was ten thousand dollars more than she was that they were asking i'm like no fucking way dude like this is not even it's not even like that big of, of a house so I'm like, ah, uh, and, and then she, t- like I said, like today we found the house. It's not in the area we want. It's a couple of towns south of here. And the schools is great. The price point is a great, it's a big, it's like definitely an upgrade. Um, it's a four bedroom, three and a half bath. It's a massive property. Um, uh, what I'm nervous about is the original listing price was like 400000 right now it's at 350 or something i'm like they just keep lowering the price so like to me that means they're eager to sell it does need from the pictures i does need some updating so i was telling my wife like maybe we could lowball and tell them 340 and then maybe we'll get it and then maybe they just want to unload it um and then you know it's uh and then we can start upgrading i mean it's it's stuck like I was telling you. It's stuck in like in the nineties. There's still carpeting in every room, and like nobody does that anymore. The cabinets are like that old school, uh, like light wood. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, you know, once you say like, oh, this reminds me of houses I saw growing up. Um, the bathrooms, they are decent. I mean, they're operational. They're good. It just need some uh, some updates, but it's moving ready and. I'm thinking like long-term value. I'm looking at the houses in that area, what they sell for. I'm just like, okay, I'm like, yeah, we can make this happen. Um, so we, before I jumped on, we were, I was talking to my wife, we messaged the realtor and see what, what the deal is with that house and it's not my ideal location, but long-term the value that you're getting for that type of property is what intrigues me. And then on top of it, the school and that township are great. Because that's another thing where, we you know, the schools where I live right now are not exactly the best. They don't got great reviews. They don't have a good track record. And the ones where that town is, it's a lot better than here. And that's one of the reasons I'm like, all right, let's look at it.
1: Right. The good part is that your your son is just a little over a year. So, really, if you wanted to think about it, you got like three, four good years to really shop for, for something before he even starts schooling. But yeah, if, if the, the iron is hot and there's a good opportunity, it's definitely something you should move in on.
2: Well, yeah, that you know, when you went through it and stuff like that, and like when you, you do all this, it's just like something, you gotta feel part of it's like feeling like, yeah, this is it. Sometimes you're like, eh, like I can make it work, but you're not exactly like wowed by it. And that's like the last two properties that I saw that we actually went to see like I like the area, like the 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 house. It was definitely an upgrade from what we got now. But I was just I wasn't like, man. I feel like I'm overpaying here for what I'm getting. Like I liked it, but I, I like I had a price point. It should be at this price. And some of the analytics when you look at it, like you know the the low, medium, high, and all that, kind of reinforced what I thought. is just the fucking market is hot right now, right there. And they've done some upgrades, and that's what you get, you know. Yeah,
1: like, you're paying for those recent upgrades. <coughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, man. I, I I, think it's an exciting time uh, house shopping, but uh, to me, that the part that I dreaded uh, that kind of offset some of that was just thinking about moving, man. Are, are you prepared to pack everything up and move it?
2: Not really. I think... Uh... <coughs> yeah that that's the the part that sucks and uh i hate moving like i moved uh, as an adult i think i moved like three times and it sucks so right. it is what it is but we're gonna keep searching and like like i said it's uh it, it's a process and it, it just gotta feel right man i know the location is a big thing for me So, like I said, I want to see what it is. I'll go look at that. But I still, ideally, I want to move closer, uh, go a little bit back east. But I'm just shocked. The the pricing that I'm seeing for the houses that you get, you know, and uh, we'll see how it goes. And it just got to keep shopping. And then uh, the moving sucks. And then, like, I think once you make an offer, it gets kind of real. (laughs) <laughs> so and then the, the price commitment and then also the house what we're doing now it's it, that's another thing like you kind of decided to rent it and like that's a whole nother not a headache but it's going to be issues that are going to arise when you deal with certain people and you know what i'm saying like that's a whole nother thing because you, you you're going to kind of depend on this income here to pay for that house you know
1: right right no for sure it definitely is uh brings a new aspect to managing and, and dealing with the house
2: because that uh <clears throat> that amc stock man we had we saw that initial bump and then fucking the shattered back down you know <laughs> i was like man this bitch can pay this house off if it goes over fucking 12 bucks man but it, they won't let it <laughs> So I keep watching videos on that short squeeze, the, 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 the mother of law short squeeze is coming, but it ain't fucking happening. And then crypto right now is booming, too. Um, it just won't happen. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe when Biden's out, will, that all that shit will bump up. I don't know.
0: Yeah, there's hope for that, for sure. Uh, I don't think he's going to make it for the, another term, dude. There's no way. So whoever's in oh. office, man, hopefully we get some, you know, relief on these taxes and all that shit.
2: That's what I'm saying. As you get older, that's all you think about is financial shit and like I'm thinking about the house. And I'm thinking like, man, if this fucking stock, a couple of stocks I gotta do a lot better, will give me some relief. But that shit is just like it won't happen, especially with that uh the AMC stock that we've been fucking around with forever. And uh I'm like I, I mean I was thinking about it the other day when I texted you, Then, like when that fucking thing was going through the roof. I like, man, like the holding thing is, is going to pay off shortly. And then they just fucked with it. <laughs> they knocked it back down, you know. And uh, yeah, because you I don't know if you do you have AMC stock no more?
0: while. I did at one point. I, I sold it a while back.
2: <laughs> oh, dang, yeah. It's cool, I guess. When me and Danny got our lambos, we'll let you know. <laughs> but sure. um yeah man uh we're hoping uh that takes for a, a better turn and then i could uh lessen some of my anxiety about house buying and uh you know we'll see what happens but um let's go on to you noel uh i think you watched uh you watched the movie that i kind of want to check out just because of all the the cameos that Flash movie, even though people are saying it, like, well, it kind of bombed. But I do want to check it out just on the cameos alone. And I know they did a lot of reshoots. What are your thoughts on it? Did you like it or is it eh?
0: Uh, you know, I, going into it, I was already kind of skeptical if it was going to be worthy of watching. Like, there was just so much controversy surrounding the main actor that I was, it, it kind of gave me like uh was it called like it, it turned me off i was like I, I don't want to support you know what he stands for and what he's bringing to it but there were so many other reasons to watch it that i was like you know what man let me just let me just see what it is you know see how it is and um it, it surprised me it was actually pretty decent um i would say give it somewhere in the area of like a 6.9 it's about a 7 like it um it had the nostalgia, you know, going into it, I already knew that, uh, Michael Keaton was in reprises role as Batman. And that was probably the saving grace of the movie was that it was, he did such a good job bringing that character back to life that it was, uh, I forgot about everything else for a moment. And I just enjoyed seeing him as Batman again. And, uh, it was cool seeing like the old Batmobile, the old bat, um, the plane, whatever you want to call it. And, um, it was it was cool too. Like just the the way they played out the story. It it wasn't the typical flashpoint that I was expecting. Uh, it was definitely different. Um, and they did have some strange cameos that I was like on the fence about. Like I was like I don't I don't know if I would have done it that way, but uh, I'm sure other people will enjoy it. Like not to spoil things, but like. I'm sure you already know the gist of the movie, what it's going to be about. It's it's Flashpoint, which, I mean, I, I think you guys read comics, so you guys would know that it's, it's when Flash changes the past and it, it kind of ruins the multiverse and splits things off. And so anyway, there's a bunch of different versions of Superman and Batman and all this stuff. And so you get to see a cameo. Of uh, Christopher Reeve uh, as Superman you get to see the well it's like a CGI and it it actually didn't look that great man unfortunately Uh, (laughs) some of some of the CGI they use towards the end of the movie where they really do like a lot of the cameos it kind of looked bad like and uh, there was one with Nicolas Cage and he has like this long hair looking like uh, Superman that looked kind of cool but because I know Nicolas Cage is like 70 years old or whatever I'm like, this isn't. It's so CGI, kind of like, know,
2: uh-huh. you know, the premise of that long haired Superman, right? Like he was supposed to do that movie.
0: He, I know he he's a fan of it. I know he's wanted to do it, but like, I just don't think he would really be that great of a Superman. I, I don't see him as that. Like, he,
2: he was gonna do that movie with Tim Burton, and then, uh the they kept rewriting scripts, and then they got all fucked up, and they never did it. There's a whole
0: documentary about it, too. I mean, I, I guess it would have been cool to see, but I, I just I don't associate Nicolas Cage with Superman. I, I don't think he would be the right actor for it. Yeah, I, I mean, but, I agree. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> he, He's just never been like a, a really like strong built guy. He, he's he been like average, right? just averagely built, you know, so he, he's a taller guy. But I don't know. I, I think they hit the nail on the head with Henry Cavill. I think. That was like the best casting in a long while. And it's unfortunate they got rid of him. He didn't even show up in the movie at all. I
2: thought he did. I, I thought I read somewhere. Or they shot, they did shot, shoot some scenes with him. But I think it, they cut it off or something. Because the uh, the breakup was bad. I, I read that somewhere. So there might be some deleted scenes somewhere.
0: I have to wait for that uh, 4K special.
2: Yeah, they, they, they did a lot of reshoots. And... I heard they did a lot of cam, a lot of sh- cameo they shot some stuff but i think it was just been re-edited and reshot so many times they just left a lot of shit on the corner room floor
0: uh, i believe it. it it did seem like there was like like it, it seemed kind of disjointed because they, they start showing iris west um in the beginning of it which is supposed to be like kind of the girlfriend of flash or whatever it's kind of giving that hint like oh they're interested in each other whatever they have a crush on each other but it's it just seems like they didn't really like they, they were focusing on so many different things that nothing was really finished like whatever story they were trying to tell it didn't seem like it finished because they were focusing on like let's start this you know little angle then this angle then this angle and it's nothing ever wrapped up in that area which is fine like I don't really care much about all that romance shit in the the story. Like, it just, it didn't seem necessary, but because they started off with it, I was like, well, what happened with that? And I was like, whatever, forget it. But, um, they also don't show much of, uh, the rest of the justice league. You get to see Gal Gadot for a bit as wonder woman in the start. And then they kind of make just a lot of jokes and stuff and make Batman look like stupid. And I was just like, ah, all right, whatever. So the Ben Affleck, like, it, it was kind of funny, but it was just, I don't know. It didn't seem necessary. That I guess they see Flash as, like, the comedy. Maybe they're trying to make him, like, the Deadpool of the DC yeah, universe. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: I just see him as, like, this quirky, weird, autistic person. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it, it wasn't the, the type of Flash that I would prefer. But uh, ultimately, like I said, Michael Keaton it was the saving grace. Uh, I thought he was really cool the way they used him in the role, and he did have more scenes than I was expecting. He had more action than I was expecting, and uh, the the end result of the full movie like was actually really cool. There was a you know a pretty big battle scene, and um, yeah, I, I would say I, I recommend it to people to watch once it comes out, uh, maybe on like Blu-ray or 4K or whatever streaming service. Maybe even a director's cut that has all these scenes that maybe got cut out. maybe that'll
1: seem more conducive and and more connected versus like you mentioned the uh, the plot was kind of jumping around. maybe it's because it's missing these scenes that go in between.
0: yeah, yeah they, we'll we'll find out you know, hopefully they include the deleted scenes, but um yeah, it, it was all right. um I don't regret watching it or anything. Uh, it was a little longer than I was expecting. It was over two hours. But, um, you know, no big deal. Um, when you get a chance, give it a shot. and uh, another thing I watched, uh, I actually watched two movies yesterday. I went to the theaters. it's been a it's been a while since I've been in the theaters, and so um when I watched the flash i I watched it um on a different uh, s- streaming site that I have. but uh the the two that I saw in theaters just yesterday actually is uh two horror movies back to back. First one that just came out recently is called Talk to me. Uh, it's gotten actually really good uh, reactions from the people, uh, especially if you're into horror movies. It, it's gotten like a really good um, original story that it, its concept it, itself is just it's, it's pretty cool to see it explored in that way. Uh, to kind of give you a quick summary, um, Talk to Me is about this embalmed hand that a bunch of teenagers will take to a party to kind of do this, like, uh, it's almost like a seance kind of thing where they all gather around, they light a candle, and s- just one person will go up and sit next to this hand. It's a embalmed, cut-off hand with, like, a bunch of, like, weird, like, writing on it that looks like some weird, like, satanic mysticism type shit. And then what you're supposed to do is grab the hand, hold it like a handshake. And then say talk to me. And when you do that, you connect with like the spirit realm and you're you're open to like either spirits or demons appearing. And after you say talk to me, you're supposed to say uh, that they can go into you or whatever. And so when you do that, then that's when they actually possess your body. And the longer you hold on to the hand, the more of a connection they have to you. So as soon as they do it. It's not like it happens only once in a while, it happens every time you do it. So these kids are doing it like uh, adrenaline junkies and like they they get drunk at a party and they just like recording each other on their phones and seeing who gets possessed the worst and it's just fucking weird but really cool and obviously it's only a matter of time before it goes like too far because the uh, the thing is you they have like a timer. So if you have it for 90 seconds or less there's really not much harm that can come to you. Um, typically, it's just you start acting like, you know, possessed, acting all messed up like the exorcist, you know, but. Um, they it does happen in one occasion where they go over the 90 seconds and it's pretty horrific. Um, so that that's talked to me. Uh, I would recommend that I'd probably give it. Honestly, it was like a 7.5 in my book. It was really interesting. Was it low budge or was this uh, Did it look good? Well produced yeah yeah it was well produced uh this the effects were great Uh, a lot of blood a lot of stuff and it it was actually really tense like you felt the tension um i never heard of
1: it but i just googled it and saw the picture and like a quick like um flash image that was rotating around and it looks kind of weird man you see the guy shaking the guy the palms or the the um, things tea, uh hand thing from the adam's family and it's just like starts you know like you could see the guy getting like possessed
0: and it's just like holy shit. yeah man it, it is wild it is wild and uh i, I would recommend it i don't want to spoil it so the that's where i'm going to leave it for that and then just a quick thing to catch up on um insidious the second movie that i saw that day uh, yesterday uh insidious red door uh it's it's been about I want to say like maybe five, almost ten years since the last movie. At least it feels that way. Um, they've had four movies in total, and then this would be the fifth. Um, and I don't know if you have you seen the Insidious movies.
2: No,
1: I, I I try to watch the first one, and like fifteen minutes into it, Alana's just like, I can't watch this. This is too freaky. And so we <laughs> so we stopped. So we didn't keep finishing it. But it oh, looks man. it looks really intriguing. It looks it looks kind of. You know, good, but no, I've never seen it. Ah oh, man, what about you, Andy?
2: I have not, man. I uh I, I think I heard of the first one, but I I'm not into horror. the only closest thing to Horror I watch is maybe like it. <laughs> That's it.
1: All right, all right. Yeah, Andy was going to the theaters yesterday but to watch the, Barney mo- uh, the Barbie movie. That's <laughs> what feels like,
0: oh shit, Well, Barney, you, you yeah. highly
2: recommended it, man. You said that Nostalgia thing really made you
0: feel good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a good movie. Um, if you're into horror movies, definitely check it out. Uh, both of them I liked. Uh, Insidious, uh, it still has the same cast and crew, just older. And it was kind of cool because the first movie... Uh, deals with a kid who goes into a coma and while he's in this coma uh, spirits are trying to possess his body and his father can astral project and his father goes into this shadow realm trying to find a son who's like lost his way, can't get back to his body and he's trying to defend him from these demons and so throughout the, the whole movie series I think the first two focus on the family the third and fourth are more focused on Uh, a few other characters that are in the series of the first two and then this fifth one kind of brings it back to the it's it's kind of like the cap on the trilogy of the first two so the the first two deals with the family and the fifth one wraps up what ended with the second movie so it was cool to see the family again see the kids grown up and just kind of one more uh jump into this you know spiritual demonic realm it was intriguing to see um I'd probably give that one maybe about, you know, like a 6.9. Um, it was definitely worth watching. I'm a horror fan. I would watch it again once it comes out on a 4K. But, you know, if you're not a horror fan, uh, skip it. But if you're a horror fan and you've seen maybe the, the first two Insidious, uh, definitely watch number five, which is Red Door. Nice. But uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much it um, to, to catch up on the week. Um, you know, I love horror stuff. I love supernatural stuff. And uh, this, you know, recently there's been a lot of stuff com- coming out with UFOs and aliens and all that. And so that kind of leads into our article of the week. So, for this week, it's actually more of a YouTube video. It's not an article per se, but I'm sure there are many articles about this um, subject. So, you know, feel free to, you know, inform yourself in whatever method you like. But I will be leaving links to the two YouTube videos that I have here. Uh, The first one is, it's got the full interview. It's a UFO whistleblower full interview that happened back in early June with uh, David Grush and Ross Coltart, um, the the interview has other stuff in the video. This is the like the best one that I was able to find, which is kind of surprising that like they really made it difficult to find this video, considering they're allowing this guy to talk about it. So uh, I, I'm not really sure um, if you could find a better video, you know, go for it. But this is the best one I was able to find. It has a few other things in there that's kind of annoying so you'll have to like go into the comments to get the timestamps. uh and the second video i will upload as well and or, or not upload but uh sup, you know supply the link for is a body language analyst reacting to the initial interview so um you guys i'm sure already know that there was this whistleblower david grush who you know was part of the military uh, i think still is part of the military and he Essentially just kind of admitted to the fact that there are aliens, there are alien aircrafts that the, the you know, governments of the world have known about, um, especially considering the the U.S. government has known about for decades, you know, I think it's going back since the 30s, I believe um, he, he does give a few details, but um, throughout the whole like hour long interview, he, he doesn't necessarily detail enough. To, to really be considered, in my opinion, a whistleblower, um, the body language expert that an- analyzed his interview also said as much. He's like, I don't know why they're calling this guy a whistleblower because not really stating, like, factual, like, you know, numbers and, and like, stats and anything like that. He, he's kind of just saying, oh, yeah, there's aliens. Yeah, I've seen them. There's a bunch. And that's kind of the gist of what his interview is. I've
2: seen pictures. Uh,
1: Basically, yeah, because that's the other thing is that he physically hasn't seen anything. He just was able to gather information from other sources. Uh, But the gist that I got is that he had never seen anything himself. Like he had never seen the actual ship up front or an alien body. It was more like he read reports or he got secondhand sources from other people telling them that these things existed. Now, maybe these other people were high ups in the um, in uh, the intelligence community. But I from what I could tell, he he had not seen anything himself.
0: So. I know he does say in a few things in here, um, the body language expert was kind of commenting on that it kind of stuck with me is that what he was talking about and what he was able to say is that there are aircrafts and there are made of of materials that are not of this earth or are not um, necessarily available to our level of technology right now. Um, He also did state that There were some details he couldn't go into, like elaborate elaborate on, and that that would be classified. So when the body language expert, you know, heard that, and he's like, well, if you can't comment on that, you can comment on, on this, like you're doing this interview in general, then that means you're still within the military. They're allowing you to say these things. So more than likely, they coached him like, hey, this is what you can say. This is what you can't say. And if that's the case, then, you know, what's the purpose Uh, of this?
2: Every, every, I mean, like the with the alien and UFO disclosure, UAP, every freaking documentary, they bring in all these guys, former uh, intelligence guys, they'll give you all this stuff. When you start pressing them for details, a lot of them say, oh, I can't talk about that. Like either they're being allowed to say stuff or they know if they say Certain things like they're going to get in trouble, get killed or thrown in jail or something I, that that's always been like the game with all this stuff. And then when this guy came out, everybody uh, with this latest hearings, they, they, they just had this past week. It was been leading up to this in the UFO community and the UFO Twitterverse and everything. People were like going to this. And then this guy came out, you know, with his whistleblower status. And he just been saying he basically said, like you said, stuff that we all kind of knew, but he's not giving details. Like, And he's like, well, I saw pictures of it. And when I was working in the intelligence, they did this and this. And, and it's been going on forever. Like, we know all that shit. Like, we want we specifics and details. And all these guys, they never do that. And especially if this guy has this whistleblower classification. So he's protected under the law from certain things. Like. I thought he was gonna say more, and I was kind of disappointed. He's just like, yeah, we got uh, non-human bodies and we're retrieving uh, multiple ships or whatever you want to call them. But okay, we we kind of already know all that shit because we've heard other people say that there's nothing new here. So, but again, they didn't give out details. Like he didn't give details when they were pressing him in that one-hour interview. He uh, he didn't really say much to to confirm that. He just like, hey, I saw pictures of it. <laughs> That's basically what he said. Like, well, shit, I seen pictures too, but I, you know, I don't know if the pictures are real or not.
0: It, now,
1: exactly. I, now, do you guys think this is enough to hear somebody talk about it or do you still need to see pictures and see evidence or do you take people's like this word, you know, as the truth?
0: Well, cuz he because he's not really saying too many Same generalities. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could believe that. Yeah. I, I've always thought like, yeah, there has to be aliens. Like I've always thought that. And more recently, like as an adult, I thought there is a likelihood that there have been alien communications with the governments for many, many years and it's just going to be suppressed and people aren't going to hear about it. So he, he's just kind of saying, yeah, it's true, there there are aliens, and that's not anything surprising to me. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, but give me yeah. details, because he's not really a whistleblower if all you're doing is going out there, you know, driving the narrative the way the government wants you to drive it. Then you're just a government agent. You're not a whistleblower. When you're a whistleblower, you're, you're going to be saying the cold, hard truth, regardless of what the person you're talking about or the go- organization you're talking about thinks of it, whether they like it or not, you're going to be like, this is the information when you're a whistleblower, you're, you're you're blowing the whistle on like actual real information and, and things that, yeah. that, you know, that matter. And so he, he's not saying any of that. Um, and w- when the body language expert at one point in the video that I watched, it's only like 40 minutes, but he kind of goes through, he's like, he mentions why he's doing this. Because you have to wonder, like, what's the purpose of this? If you're not going to really share anything, well, what are you even doing this for? And he mentioned something that really stuck out to me. Uh, And I I couldn't shake it off. I was like, okay, I think this is what this is about. And it seems like a darker, like, ulterior motive. Um, So he's saying, oh, yeah, I want to unite the human people. We're all in this (laughs) together. We're all going to be going against these aliens. And I'm just like, it just like a light bulb, like, blew out, like a flash. And I was like, okay, he's talking like a globalist agenda here. Now he's talking to me. It sounds like remember back in the day when we were hearing about the Amero and we were hearing about the, the North American union or whatever it was going to be. And that was already just a, a baby step to get to the global union where there's a global currency, a global government and everybody's got the mark of the beast and all the other conspiracies combined. The Jack Holmes. Yeah. So when he started saying that, I just started thinking in that direction. Um, well, what do you guys think though?
2: Again, it's, it's, I've seen a hundred of these guys, ex-military and a bunch of different documentaries and they all reinforce the same stuff. And then when you tell them for details, they're like, yeah, I don't want to get into that. I, I, I could be, I could get in a lot of trouble and that's where they leave it at. <clears throat> so, and then the other thing, a lot of freedom of information act requests from these investigators they all come out with these documents from the 50s and the 40s, uh, even up to the 60s, where the, they have uh, reports saying that they've communicated and stuff like that, or they receive messages uh, with other beings. And, and um, I think the best one is the CIA had a report, it got, uh, it got a FOIA request and they released it saying that they received... A message they sent it to these scientists they found out it was a math equation they answered it and they responded and then they got another response with another math thing and like that's where it ended and then the the everything else on the report was blacked out so i mean and and, and that's in black and white something from the 50s and like we we're like how did they receive the message they really don't give you that detail but it's it's it's, it's the government knows it's just like always how much they're going to share or what they want you to, to let you know, and that's the thing. And then they got these private contractors where they work. It ain't like just NASA now. They got private contractors like Boeing and all these uh, skunk works. They have built spaceships for the government, and some of them when they came out or their deathbeds are like, yeah, we built stuff that sends stuff throughout the universe. It's just they're never gonna tell you because I think one of the the CEO of work said like, we've built the ship that can take ET home, <laughs> like we've done it, and this is like in the '90s. So I mean, and then he died like a couple years later. He did that at a presentation at like one of the colleges, and like, and that's like how much they let you know, and then like you know you don't hear nothing about it ever again.
1: Yeah, I don't know if these guys, they come out with information, but then do they feel the pressure from yeah. the government or other people and so they stop talking? Yeah, I, they uh, get suicided. I, <laughs> yeah, because to me, it, I, I, to be honest, I probably wouldn't say anything just for fear of something happening, getting death threats to not only me, to my family and stuff. So. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could be a whistleblower, even with Uh, all these protections that they allegedly give you.
2: Like the Bob Lazar guy, you know about him, right?
1: This is the first guy. He came
2: out of Geraldo about Area 51 back in the day. He did uh, he did a interview. He went on Joe Rogan. They did a documentary on him. He was talking about when they vet you, they uh, they do all this stuff to see if you're like not going to go crazy and talk. And then he he was talking about when you work at these places, they monitor everything you do. They they uh, record your phone calls. This is like eighty shit, right? And he said that the CIA people told him, like, you know, your wife's banging your friend <laughs> and all this. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and he's oh, like, man. what? Like, yeah, like, like, just to let you know, like, we know what the fuck's going on. And then they came out, you know. He was. They found out he was taking people to show some of the ships in the middle of the night, and that's when he got a little paranoid and like he fucking bounced. And then people, then at the work, people saying he never worked there. He's crazy. He's a con man. Then they start spinning this whole thing like this guy's like, he's a con man, and that's usually what they do. Um, And again, like Noel said, the body language guy with that and that information, it's always the same thing. It's nothing. Nobody's ever going to give out details or show any. It's just they interviewed the guy. He goes, yeah, this, this, and this. Okay, I've heard all this shit before. What else do you got? Show me something, a paper, or some type of document, or a video, or anything. And then even when you do it, people say, oh, that's all fucking deep fakes and stuff. Like, y'all seen the Alien interview, right? That home video. Nobody's ever debunked that thing. They just say, oh, it's some shit that they, uh, it's a puppet. That's how they say, and but uh, all these experts say all the things on the screen, DNI levels, time like that's all stuff that they do when they record and interrogate people. What they do, you know that that's all like that makes sense.
1: Yeah, with with all this uh, graphical improvements, how much of even if they did show something, how many people will review it and be like, nah, that's just somebody putting some cg in there and making it look like this
2: yeah especially not right because the age that we live in it, it's it's crazy it, it's fucking crazy and it's got a unless like an alien lands in front of a, a ship lands in front of the white house where people can record and then people will still say oh it's that hologram shit the the blue thing that they do where they can project holograms
1: right well they stuff brought back like michael that. jackson
0: and stuff
2: yeah and people are still going to
0: be questioning that you know yeah we will have to see how this develops but i i don't just I, I don't think uh they have good intentions for us uh there's just a lot of stuff going on in the news with i don't know if you've seen there's more ufo sightings now than in the last like 10 years dude right and just in the past couple of like months i'm just like wow i'm thrown aback back by that because I mean, the last ten years, everybody was like, you know, if you if you even mention aliens, people are like, "Oh, you're crazy. Where's your tin hat? Like you're a conspiracy theorist. You're, you know what I mean?" And now people are like, "Oh, yeah, it's fucking on TikTok everywhere and shit." And yeah, people, I think um, there there's more to it. There always is, man. So we'll we'll see how it develops. Yeah, the other weird part is that
1: a lot of them are coming out of the water, and That's I've even new seen,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, I've seen new things even over Lake Michigan that supposedly it's a hotbed for alien, you know, observations and whatnot. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy.
2: I wish the aliens would come and then they would show, you know, it's a hotbed to an Illinois then Mothman, and then they bring Bigfoot with them. like, yeah, man, these are like our homies and shit <laughs> <laughs> when they land.
1: Uh, uh, As as long as they tell me when to say sell AMC Yeah, I'm all
2: good Yeah, man, thanks for letting us Like, why don't you boost the AMC stock, bro Um, But we want to thank you all guys for listening You know, this is uh, stuff that we talked about It's a a good uh, video article this week So let us know what you guys think At ffnquestions at uh, gmail.com Again, we want to thank you for listening Remember, you can follow Freeform Network On Twitter, on the Freeform Network Send your questions and suggestions to ffnquestions at gmail.com. Let us know what you guys seen, any type of paranormal stuff, cryptology, UFO. Send us your videos, links, stories, whatever at ffnquestions at gmail.com. We'll be glad to share them on the show because I like that stuff. Uh, I know Danny, I don't know, Noel seems into it. So we would we, we like, like to share that, I read that story. Um, and then don't forget to like uh, our apps, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, uh, YouTube, Spotify. We're on anything. However you consume podcasts, we're on it. Whatever we do, like, share, helps us out. And it uh, helps us out immensely. And uh, Freeform Radio, we got Danny.
1: Yes, sir, man. I'm hungry. I bought a frozen uh, home run-in pizza. Thinking about trying it out. See what it is, man.
2: It's good, man. We got Noel.
0: Hey, thank you all for listening, everybody. You have a safe night.
2: And it's all good, Andy. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, Hit us up next time, and uh, you guys have a good week.